Hey, I'm Sanjay. Welcome to Wisegrad. Episode number 22, Building Your Personal Brand with Digital Marketing Executive, Kareeb Breeze. Let's go! Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 22 of Wisegrad. Thank you for clicking play and not clicking next. I'm excited that you're here and you want to get some of these tips that my amazing co-host has. Her name is Kareeb Breeze and she's a digital marketing executive with over 10 years of experience. So who better to help us to build our personal brand than Kareeb? She's worked with Smirnoff, she's worked with Red Bull, she's worked with a cosmetic company. She's been all over and she's now based in the UK. I met Kareeb back in my undergraduate years as a student and she's very fun a smart woman and i'm excited that she's here to share this with us so i want to say without further ado <laughs> let's just jump into the episode right because it's jam-packed with tips and i hope you can all just stay put gra grab a pen and a paper you know you're gonna need a pen and a paper for this episode and i'll grab one too and we take some notes and you know what we're going to do? We're going to be successful in our next networking event. Uh, we're going to have better LinkedIn profiles. Everything's going to be banging. We're going to be the creme de la creme. So share this episode with your friends and share it with your family. It doesn't matter if uh, they're in college right now. You could be in the working world. This applies to everyone so if you have someone in mind that you want to grow and build their personal brand hit them up and send them this episode and welcome 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 Kareem breeze digital marketing executive to this episode of wisegrad i'm happy that you're here uh, a point of interest for everyone to know is that Karib is also from Jamaica and we lived on the same dorm, not together, but on the same dorm. Hello, Karib. Hi, Sanjay, and hi, everyone listening. Um, yes, Sanjay and I live together, <laughs> not in the same room. <laughs> but yeah, um, Sanjay, I think you were my junior Oh, I thought you were gonna my, say senior. I was, yeah, yeah, I was, was your, I was your super senior. So let's yeah, just, yeah, she was my senior. For everyone out there, we we pledged to a fraternity type hall together. Yeah, and I had so, to show her yeah. complete respect for two weeks. Was it two weeks? So a little bit yeah. over two weeks, I <laughs> yes. think. Complete the, respect. The, calling the, her super senior. What do you call it? The grazing Hazing. season. Yeah, yeah. What Pledging a season. Time. Yeah. <laughs> But here, we are. Time. but here she is now she <laughs> is a big marketing executive right can you tell us more about the new job that you got and how in the world did you end up there um so i started a new role as uk head of digital marketing march 2021 Woo, congrats thank you thank you and this is 10 years in the making i have 10 years experience as a marketer so i started out doing pr and brand management in the events and snack business 
So for those in Jamaica or those who know Jamaican brands, um, the first company I worked with was St. Mary's Banana Chips, which is known all around the world. And from there, I moved to the event space. So I did PR in the nightclub business. Mm -hmm. So with a popular nightclub in Jamaica, which I think is no longer quad nightclub and then from there i moved to the uk where i worked in the hair show space i worked for a big hair show here in london called the afro hair and beauty show which attracts 10,000 visitors every year and then worked for one of the biggest retailers in the uk pat cosmetics doing brand management from there i switched to b2b and more professional services um so i worked for qs which does the world university rankings Uh yes yes and they just released um their new rankings for this year my university is in the top 100 that's yeah (laughs) (laughs) and now i've switched i also work for a data company so they sold Mm -hmm. um private company data and now i work for a investment management company here in london heading up their digital marketing team for the UK so you've market. Been so, doing your thing. Yes, it's not overnight. It is yeah. not overnight. But I remember you used to be she used to be the voice of uh the morning announcements on the or hall of residence. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So Good would morning you say press tonight? <laughs> let's hear that. Let's hear what you used to say. Every morning it was around 7 30 or earlier yeah it was about um 6 45 every morning 6 45 i'm not even awake yet but uh kareem (laughs) (laughs) would wake us up to go out to classes can i know this you weren't prepared for this but can i can i hear a little bit of what we used to hear back then it went something like good morning prestonites this is your hall pro speaking It was so corny. I don't remember the last one during during the... Okay, It was so corny, but it was like latest news and events. So I would be like, okay, all Prestonites, we need you to come out to the main circle. I can't remember the name of that. Come out to Uh, the main circle tonight for dance practice or something like that. But (laughs) it was good times because you managed the pr of the hall and i also worked with that team and i i helped out with shark radio too so yes. much of this started from that time yes and i think um for me and i tell people this when i went to university i actually studied politics i studied international relations um that's what i did my bachelor's degree in um but i think university was an important space for me to try out new hobbies um and explore things that i liked and i think that's where i developed a passion for marketing And I think leaving university, I went down the route of trying to find something or find a job that will make me happy. So turning my hobby into a career, which 10 years later, here we are. So even though I don't use my degree per se, I am very grateful for that university experience in kind of shaping me and giving me a holistic 
overview of the intellect and also developing passions and how important both are. So from my memory, though, you were one of those individuals who also leveled up and did a master's, stressed yourself yeah. <laughs> out to do a master's. <laughs> Can you tell me about that experience? Before we jump into the tips, I know everyone is listening and they're like, okay, give me the tips now. Yeah, I heard she has a, <laughs> an awesome background. Yeah, I want to hear what she has to say. But w- what was your master's in? I actually did a master's in government as well. So uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> so politics bachelors uh government masters and then but i think for me my masters was a safety net um yeah i wouldn't say um i think i would like to give some overview of why i even decided to do a masters um i think i was in jamaica and i got a job which it was a short-term contract so that ended after six months And there was about a year where I was sitting at home. I couldn't get a job. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do next with my life. And my parents were like, you're being a couch potato. Go back to school, get a master's and try and figure out, you know, something. So I don't think um, me going and doing a master's was really thought through. I think it was, uh, well, if I'm not doing anything else, let me, this might put me in a better position to get a job, which it really okay. didn't. Well, it did. But, did it? <laughs> well, no? yeah. It was your experience. <laughs> to some extent. That you were educated gave you, I mean, this position where you are today. That, that's very true. That's very true. And I also think coming back to having a space where you can focus on developing your intellect and yeah. also simultaneously developing your hobbies. Funny enough, when I was doing my master's, that's when I actually started working with the nightclub and doing okay. more entre- entrepreneurial ventures in terms of marketing and PR. So I feel like the university setting was a launch board or what kind of projected me into my career yeah it really facilitated something yeah 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 definitely all right so we're going to jump into six tips so we can all build our personal brand uh to be as great as she is (laughs) but six (laughs) tips to build our personal brand so let's go through what's the number one tip i think the first thing i won't say number one okay these aren't ranked in any particular order okay Um, but i think the first one is being strategic with opportunities so if you are at the undergrad or postgrad level and you're thinking about what kind of experience or what kind of activities or projects i should undertake that will help me um you know get into my career path then you have to think about this very strategically. Don't just take up projects and activities because they're fun. There's a there's a place yeah. for that. But if you yeah. know, if you have a clear um, career path that you want to go down, try and think about what kind of activities will help me get to that level. So, okay. for example, um, I guess in the back of my mind, I always knew I wanted to be a marketing manager, which meant that all the projects that I worked on in university were centered around. Um, brand engagement, um, being a marketing assistant for these companies, helping with PR campaigns, helping with design work. Um, So at the end of the day, I could kind of tailor my experiences to fit 
onto a CV without having official or professional experience. Mm. On the back of that, I think there's also power in negotiating how you define your opportunities. So for example, when I worked within the nightclub space, it wasn't an official title, but knowing that I wanted to transition into corporate in the future, I would need a CV to show, to highlight different stages in my career which meant that I would negotiate with some of these teams that I worked with. Do you mind if I use this job title? Instead of the one that they gave you initially? Well, they didn't really give me one. So if you oh. if, you, if you just do some volunteering work or something, so yeah. I would say instead of calling me a volunteer, can okay. you call me a marketing assistant? Okay, okay. That, and, that makes sense. Yeah, and it doesn't take anything for them to do that. Because it's not like they have to pay me. I'm not on their payroll. I'm just saying, can I leverage this opportunity on my CV? And as long as it's in line with what yeah, the job description exactly. is. Exactly. So it's not like you're going to be a lifeguard and then say, oh, can I call this um, a doctor? Okay. No. <laughs> so. Okay, okay. <laughs> An additional medical officer. Yeah. <laughs> No, so it definitely has to make sense with what you're doing and where you're trying to be. So be strategic with your opportunities. I like that one a lot. Yes. What's the next one? Since we're not ranking, what's the next (laughs) tip? I think the next tip is communication skills and both verbal and written. (laughs) (laughs) Were you about to say verbal and oral? Yes. I, fe- I felt that energy coming, but yeah, both verbal and written. Okay, so work on your communication skills. What, what does this tip entail? So when I talk about communication, it's how do you show up in a written format and also in a verbal format? Yeah. So when you send emails soliciting opportunities, how do you, because even before you get into a professional environment, you need to operate as a professional when you write emails when you ask people for opportunities when you respond to ads for apprenticeship or anything like that how do you show up are you properly communicating Mm. what you want um you may not have the necessary experience but how do you communicate other projects that you've worked on how do you communicate your interest yeah how do you communicate your values and that comes to also when when you speak to people on the phone now that we live in a digital world when you get on a zoom call how do you show up how do you make sure that in that 30 seconds or in that five minutes when you're presented to somebody they have a clear understanding of what you stand for and it also may mean articulation which is different from having an accent i live in london um i have a very strong jamaican accent And I think it's even more important for me to be very clear when I speak so that everyone can understand what I'm trying to say. So if it means slowing down your speech or um, enunciating your words, just be aware of how you communicate. It makes sense. One of the tools that I, I, I actually tell people to use when it comes to written communication is um, this is not a paid advertisement, but Grammarly <laughs> and even for native English speakers, an app like or an addition add on to Google Chrome like Grammarly, it really helps. 
I've made some simple mistakes before <laughs> when presenting myself to people. And if I didn't spot that mistake before clicking send, I would have been pretty embarrassed by that. So even as native English speakers, uh, we also need to think, you know, am I doing this correctly? Is this sentence right? Is this, does this whole paragraph seem friendly? Does it seem professional or do I just come off as aggressive? Like, give me this job now. Yeah. <laughs> I, because if you sit, if you even turn off the laptop, come back the next day and read that draft, it might come off too strong and too direct for some HR personnel or whoever you're sending this to. Yeah, most definitely. And even myself with 10 years experience of editing, copy and I, I use Grammarly to this day. Yay. So yay Grammarly. We're not trying yeah. to give you an endorsement, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> but um I definitely use Grammarly. I think it makes you more efficient. So when you're sending an email, um, you know, when you when you edit things, you realize that because you've written it, you read it in a mind frame of how it should be. Yeah. So oftentimes you miss out on mistakes, minor mistakes or errors. So using a tool um, just makes you more efficient. So I definitely agree with that. And even if, if you have a call with somebody, um, write down your responses. So if you're going for an interview, there's some generic questions that are always asked. You know, why do you want to work for this company? What are, um, what are the I values the company i saw it on the internet no what are the nice. values that um or what are the skill sets what value will you be bringing to the company these are some generic questions so write down your responses this is your 30 second elevator pitch for yourself so just be strategic with the way again being strategic be strategic with the way that you communicate nice so how does it feel to go to tip number three good and excited <laughs> what is it gonna be tip number three is on the back of communication your social media and online presence oh no oh that, that's a rough one like all right for me for example <laughs> i have every social media you can think of i have it i have yeah. an account there um I'm not obsessed. I just have it. For one, I, I remember at one point I was just securing my name. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want my handle just in case I ever need it. So it's the same pretty much everywhere from, I think the only one I didn't get as St. Sandra's Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, and I DM'd the guy and he didn't answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the social media presence, this one's a tricky one uh, because... There's a difficulty in, you know, separating the professional and the social, social media and actually having a nice presence. Yeah. I, I don't know how you're going to give a tip on this, but shoot. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's just being aware of. So what, first of all, depend, depending on the career path that you want to take, what platforms are you using? Are you and, asking and which ones no i'm saying i'm asking You're your audience today <laughs> but i can ask you as well no. so what platforms are you on you said all of them all but of them. then you need to differentiate what are the platforms that you're going to use to amplify your professional voice and which nice. ones are you going to use for your leisure time yeah right so I, I could even say for me, some con the content, they don't cross over. Most, they do not cross yeah. over at all. I've had 
viral videos. I have a video on. I don't know if I want to say this because then people are gonna find it. <laughs> I have a video on TikTok that has like 17 million views, and I what? people have posted it to Instagram, and I have ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, it's not coming here. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. You know? Yeah. So I intentionally I don't like mixing them. There's there's a place for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it will never go on LinkedIn. For one definitely and that's that's kind of the point so if you are on linkedin then how do you show up as a professional there if you're yeah. if and this all depends on your career path so um if you want to work within the financial services or regulated industry if you want to be a politician then the way you show up on instagram or twitter needs to be very curated versus if you want to be an entertainer then you can indulge in more on trend or trendy topics it also means being aware of your voice also being aware of how do you communicate your interests yeah what conversations do you engage in mm -hmm. or what do you align yourself with online and i think the rule of thumb is that whatever whatever you put out on your social media you should be okay with it coming back to haunt you oh dear it shouldn't be it, it shouldn't be and there's a difference between separating your professional space from your leisure space but at the end of the day if something should leak from your leisure space it shouldn't be detrimental to your career Okay. And it's just being aware of that. So, for example, um, at work, I never share my Instagram with colleagues. That is my space to share memes, to have a laugh. But I am also aware that I represent a company. So I need yeah. to be aware of certain conversations that I indulge in. Yeah. I won't do that on my page. Because if it should ever be leaked or I don't want that coming back to hinder my career path yeah. or yeah. my progress. So I'm just aware honest, of that. Yeah. So that's what I mean with social media or your online presence. And when it comes on to LinkedIn, just be professional. Do not post <laughs> yourself no on a TikToks beach. On LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's educational, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, don't your profile picture shouldn't be you there. on a beach or in a club. Like, take a nice headshot, post it, you know. I remember one of the first <laughs> things I learned in, well, in high school was that we needed to update our email addresses by the time we went to university. <laughs> Even though we got a university email address. Uh, because I remember one of my email addresses, I don't even want to say it here. But it kind of rhymed with LL Cool J. I was going with a like Sanjay Cool J kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was horrific when my IT teacher saw it. She said, what's this? I'm not responding to that email address. <laughs> so one of the first tips is actually clean up your email addresses and yeah yeah definitely um my first email address i'm not ashamed it it was cbdiva at hotmail.com i was i was like yes applying <laughs> for the marketing job <laughs> so clean up those <laughs> social media accounts and email addresses people i think it's yeah. a very good advice yeah definitely and then also a tip if you want to separate your leisure time accounts from your main accounts then don't use your name mm -hmm. in your leisure time social media handles to get a burner account I yeah basically, basically. yeah <laughs> all right 
let's get a finsta yeah that's what yes. all the young people call it yeah oh. all right so we jump into number four number four is networking so there's like we now live in a digital space so places the platforms like linkedin allow us to network with people within our industries um yeah. without leaving our homes or just on the phone so that is one resource that i would recommend um it definitely helped me i want to say that the past um my last three job opportunities i got through linkedin in the mm. linkedin dms so Wait, linkedin dms tell me more about this now how does this work <laughs> because it, it can be borderline creepy it can be if you don't use it in the right way um but there's two ways to this so linkedin has a feature that you can turn on to let recruiters or let hiring managers know that you're looking for an opportunity okay so which means that if, if somebody's hiring for the company they can go to the explore page and look for somebody with the necessary job title and they can reach out to them and say hey we have this opportunity coming up. Do you want to come for an interview? Okay. And this goes down in the the LinkedIn DMs. Yeah. Or you can look at a job ad that you may like. And every job ad on LinkedIn or most of them has will show the job poster. Mm-hmm. And then you can, depending on the type of LinkedIn account that you have, go and reach out to that person in a message. Or mm-hmm. the third way is that you have recruiters who are hiring on behalf of a company who will be looking for candidate on LinkedIn. So they'll also reach out to you or you can reach out to the recruiter directly and ask them if they have any upcoming opportunities. So that's like a very good platform to use once you want to launch your career. Do you have an an idea of any other platform apart from LinkedIn? Because I've I know some people who are at wit's end with platforms and LinkedIn seem they all come back to LinkedIn but do yeah. you have any idea of anything else that's um for networking right or just for job yeah. applications networking okay um so networking here in the UK there's another platform called Meetup which um when I moved back to it sounds very creepy but yeah, I, no, <laughs> but I know Meetup but I know Meetup for like I've used it for improv and stuff like that. No, so actually when I moved back to the to London, I used to look for meetup groups who mm-hmm. met physically, like marketing groups or um PR groups or whatever. And then typically they would meet in a library or in a room or somewhere and it would just be like professionals within the space coming to discuss a topic which okay. was very good for me to network with people in a new city who also yeah. had the job that I would want. So so you jump in the circle. I'm, like, I'm coming for your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or just to get it. like tips. So it, yeah. for me, like moving to a new city, I had no way to benchmark what salary should look like. That's a good point. And country too. You go to yeah. What's like, acceptable. Totally out of the loop yeah what's acceptable for a job interview um what's acceptable to be putting on your cv um so it's a good way because it's one thing researching these things online but networking gives you a good depiction of what the everyday reality is so yeah definitely there's a lot of platforms out there i think instagram is also another tool that you can use if you're smart 
about it and depending on the in the industry you can jump in the instagram dms and ask for opportunities i think we're gonna have to have a whole dms episode with you yeah. because <laughs> every time you mention these dms i get slightly creeped out because i don't know <laughs> it's, but yeah I, 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 we'll think about that one right i mean sanjay think about it you had this opportunity for this podcast and how Mm -hmm. did you reach out to me yeah but still okay in the dms so but no i in the dm then i asked for your email and then i just went to the email realm but that's what i'm saying like the dms can be your first touch point sorry every time i hear dms i just think dating so (laughs) no if that's what you use my mindset a bit Because yes. my mindset is skewed a whole other way. <laughs> so DMs, dropping the DMs for those jobs, yeah? Yeah, so I've gotten, a, even through Instagram, I've gotten um, a lot of consultancy gigs okay. through the DMs. People mm-hmm. reaching out to me, oh, I see that you do digital marketing. Could you do a DMs, one-on-one on a session note, with d- me? DMs is direct messaging for those yes. who are not in the whole <laughs> social media world. So when we say DMs, we mean direct messages. I'm sorry if I'm dropping this too late. And I hope you're still listening. But yeah. So yeah, you got some opportunities through Instagram. Yeah, yeah through Instagram, through LinkedIn, through Twitter. Um, Here's another so thing. Yeah. I have gotten some, uh, I mean, uh, invitations for opportunities through DMs on Instagram quite a few times. But uh, I often think they're scams. So I ignore them. Some of them are scams. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So no, I mean, every time I see something there, I'm like, hmm, 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 hmm. No, well, you might be missing out on opportunities. I also get scams, but um, I think there's ways to verify. Yeah. So, um, for example, when my video, I mean, this is a whole other type of opportunity, one that I'm, I wasn't really looking for. When the video went, uh, that a certain video on TikTok mm-hmm. <laughs> gained 17 million views. Then people took the video and put it on Instagram. Then people saw my uh, handle. Then they were in my DMs with various opportunities. And I was just like, scam, scam. Everyone, leave me alone, please. (laughs) (laughs) And I just signed out. I went into a little shell because I didn't know how to, you know, take it off. But I will take your word for it. And I will open (laughs) my DMs and start reading more messages. Yeah? Well, not all of us are viral, okay? (laughs) So, <laughs> so my okay. DMs are quite healthy. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, let's jump to number five. Yep. So we went through networking on, yeah. and on the back of that, I think mentorship is an important part of building your brand identity and also ensuring that you're on the right path. Yeah. And I think if if you are lucky enough in this world to find a mentor who is who has gone through the motions who have who has that on the ground experience um there's value in that it keeps you focused um keeps you having that mentorship relationship keeps you focused it keeps you motivated and it means that you can skip or you can progress quicker with the right kind of knowledge. I have a thing with mentors and mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope this doesn't throw you off. (laughs) Tell me. But it's like, it sounds good on paper. Yeah. But in reality, you get 
this is probably from experience you get assigned a mentor and then it's all good for the first few weeks then it feels i don't know uh a bit annoying you think you feel you are annoying when you're messaging them and they're busy with their work and yeah it's like you're just a weight an additional weight to their weight that they have at work and stressing them out so then there's a little awkward relationship what i'm saying is it's hard to find a good mentor who will just be there yeah and then also it's 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 one, how did you find your mentor? Because you mentioned that they were assigned to you, which meant this wasn't like a natural occurrence. You didn't just yeah, meet this person. Two, there is boundary setting. I'm a big fan of boundaries mm-hmm. and expectation setting. So if you have a mentor, um, one of the first discussions you need to have with this person is what is their capacity? Yeah. So can you meet with me weekly? for one hour monthly for an hour um what are what are we going to be discussing are you fine with me dropping messages to you at any time do you have a specific hour gap that you want me to you know fire messages at you these are things you need to discuss ahead of time with your mentor it will help with the whole and it will help so yeah so if you have all the expectations laid out let me write that down then then you know that okay she's he he or she said i can message them fridays between 11 and 12. so you don't you remove that feeling of am i bothering this person yeah and then on the other end of it if they also set their boundaries and say you can message me but it might take me a few hours to get back to you then you know okay boom you know everybody knows what they're doing and i think having a mentor you need to Again, coming back to the word, you need to be very strategic about it. Mm-hmm. What value do you think you will be getting from this person? So does your mentor have to be in your field? It doesn't have to. So you need to, again, you need to understand what you're looking for okay. out of a mentor. Is it that you have mentors for um, work ethic mm-hmm. so or accountability mentor? So or there's different variations of mentorship. So for example, I have a what I would call like a finance mentor, which is somebody who is light years ahead of me in terms of um, finances and making good financial decisions. So it's more of accountability. So I'll run things by them or I'll say, I want to um, undertake this like financial opportunity. What do you think about this? Da, 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 da. Then you have like career mentors. So if I'm a marketer, I would look for a a CMO or a director of marketing who's kind of gone through the steps. And then the conversations will be around how do I make strategic career moves? How do I, um, what do you think I need to do to progress to the next level? Um, What are some of the trainings that you think I should do? Um, When I go into a new job, which is a new level for me, what are some of the conversations you think I should be having? Mm, so you're checking all the boxes there. Yeah, yeah, so you need to understand, before you even get a mentor, you need to understand what is it that I want from this person or what is it that I'm hoping to achieve. And also having a mentor might mean access to their network. It yes. might not be, mean them giving you advice. It might mean them saying, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I think you should go and read this. I think okay. you should go here. I think you should speak to this person. It's somebody who can help you navigate a specific 
section of your life to get to the next step i like that does that roll into another tip because it feels like you're rolling into a number six right there yes so the next <laughs> the next thing <laughs> not that i see the, tip, the next I, I, I the next thing on my it. list is benchmarking yeah so how do mean? you benchmark yourself within your industry and this i want to say it all comes back into your personal brand because we started with being strategic with your roadmap. Yeah. So um, how do you benchmark yourself? So what are the checkpoints of success? And also what are the K- KPIs, which in, in Orlingo it means key performance indicators. Key performance indicators. Yes. KPIs. So right. once you get into the corporate world, it, it's all about the KPIs. For example transitioning into a marketing manager role having no experience before it's how do i benchmark myself against somebody who would be at this level who has corporate experience okay so for example um and i can only speak about marketing opportunities it's i could possibly say um i've never had a corporate job but i did run a social media account which moved from 5,000 followers to 10,000 followers and this is how I did it okay right or I can say I worked on a marketing campaign which saw 50,000 in revenue nice or when we were back on haul um Sanjay in university one of the things that I used to get my first job out, out of universities, I said, I ran Shark Radio, which had uh, listeners, had 300 listeners every morning or something like that, which meant that I was creating content on a daily basis for 300 people. And also so, waking up very early in the and morning. And waking up you very know, early. Forget that so, part. I mean, that's, that's some <laughs> commitment so it's looking at the different levels within your career or the career that you want to take and looking at the checkpoints or the benchmarking indicators at each level and then figuring out a roadmap on how you're going to get to each stage or what do you need to do to get to each stage and this ties into so for example if you want to be a politician and you know that I keep going back to the politician. Yeah, I mean, your degree is in government, (laughs) so I mean. (laughs) And you know that voting season is in four years. Yes. Then as like a checkpoint, you know that campaigning starts six months before, which means you need to clean up your Instagram, which means you need to start pushing this kind of content, which means you need to go out and start networking. So it's bringing all of this together and being strategic about it. What do you need to be doing at each point? And this all ties back into your personal brand because there will be highs and lows within. When do you need to turn up the charm? When do you need to start communicating more? I like that one a lot, actually. Probably one of, well, I don't want to say my favorite tip. Oh, so you're, I, ranking, I like you're ranking here. <laughs> yeah, of course, I'm ranking which one I need to do urgently, uh, including, you know, DMing on Instagram and LinkedIn. But I like them. Do you have any other tip up your sleeve, a bonus tip for, for everyone listening? It sounds like you were reading my mind. But, <laughs> but I think, um, I think, I just want to end on and whenever I speak to high school students or university students, I think 
we should always make space for changing our minds or yeah. make space to change your mind um for example me i went to university and i studied politics but it's not something i used at some point in my journey i changed my mind mm -hmm. i said this isn't what i want to be doing for the next 20 30 years mm. and i had to explain that to my family because they had invested in my degree yes, that's um, a rough rough part of it yeah and i had to explain that to my friends and also articulate what i wanted to be doing and what the new game plan would be and kind of like trying to get support for the new direction but i think even with switching to marketing another point that i'm going to make is that i had an exit strategy i said to myself yes. i want to be a marketing manager or I want to do marketing, but if it doesn't work for me, and this is just like a personal exit strategy, mm -hmm. if it doesn't work for me in two years, if I don't get the job that I want, I will then go and use my degree to get something. Yeah. So I had an exit strategy for myself. You had a whole that plan was a, A, plan B, plan C. Yeah. So that was an indicator in my mind to say, at this point, if this isn't working, I'm going to tap out. And I think it might sound like you're running away from your goals or from your dreams but i think it's also important to think about what if what else is out there True. how what are my values what else can i leverage my skill set to do mm -hmm. so yeah that is my advice so i'll give one more example so when i started i started doing pr and brand and at some point the world moved to digital and yeah. i thought i need to transition I need to stop doing what, even though it's like a subset of marketing, I needed to stop doing what I was doing before and start doing something new. So at some point you have to, okay, what is my exit strategy? Do I need to go and take another course? Do I need to find a mentor? Do I need to start networking? What do I need to do to transition? And having that in your mind of I'm changing my mind and I need to take the necessary steps to have a plan B. I hope everyone was taking notes. I was actually taking notes, as as you you, you noticed, <laughs> I was ranking too. <laughs> uh, but these are some solid tips, and it's it's also very uh, great. Uh, it's amazing to see Karib's growth as hmm. you. Well, I, I haven't <laughs> said this before, <laughs> but it's nice. I remember. I think you posted on some social media, probably LinkedIn, uh, your PRO, Public Relations Officer, campaign. Uh, poster back yeah. in college days <laughs> that was something <laughs> and and your role now it's it's quite a contrast but you could see the drive from back then <laughs> and the effort and the promises you made uh, during your election campaign yeah. more government stuff there <laughs> but it's it's amazing to see your growth and i'm proud of you but thank you so oh, much for you. for sharing uh, these lovely tips with students who i know will really appreciate it yeah thank you and i hope you know there's some value in this for somebody there is value i mean from i, I took out my pen and i wrote stuff down that means there's value <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much karib breeze thank you for having me and thank you listeners for tuning in to this episode of wisegrad helping students thrive thanks for clicking play and not clicking next until next time goodbye
Wagwan everyone, I had to come back to remind you that you can support Wisegrad in many ways, but one of the best and easiest ways is to head to anchor.fm slash Wisegrad and click support. It's so easy. And if that's too difficult, you can send an email to saintsand at wisegrad.org. That's S-A-I-N-T-S-A-N-J at wisegrad.org. Thanks for clicking play and not clicking next. Until next time, goodbye.